0: What is going on, everybody, is Ian back with Clubhouse Chatter. We have no Clive here today, but we do have someone else very special. Tim Ruffino from Poppin' State. Yes, sir. Um, Today we're doing an interview with him. And um, fun fact about Tim, he actually pitches with one hand, and he does it very well, too. 3.65 3.65 ERA this year and that is very impressive for D1 baseball. Now, first question for you. How do you pitch with one hand?
1: Uh, so basically I uh, hold my glove on my right hand.
0: I think we might have lost him there. Yeah, we got you back. All right. Okay.
1: Um, so, basically, I uh, I hold my glove on my right hand, put it on just like I put on a regular glove, um, and after I deliver the pitch, I then switch it over and uh, throw the if, – if there's a fielding player or whatever, I'll, you know, receive the fielding play and then switch it back over to my right hand and then throw it in my left hand. Um, so, just like – I call it the glove transfer. Um and I've tweaked it over. Oh,
0: I think we might have uh, lost him again.
1: You hear me? Yep. Um, I throw, or I used to put uh, one of my digits on my right hand um, through the webbing of the glove and hold it. Uh, but now I I just put it on like a regular glove and then switch it over whenever um, whenever I need to. Throw the ball to a different base or whatever. Um, so that was a pretty cool little transfer.
0: Yeah, definitely seems so. Um, is it a lot harder to field with one hand than if you had two?
1: Oh, 100%. Um, especially like when you're locked in on the mound. Um, I had a couple situations this year where I was so locked into the pitch that I was throwing that. Uh, when somebody put a bunt down or, or hit it back at me, I didn't have my glove switched over to my left hand immediately. So I would have to either barehand it or try to knock it down. Um, and I mean, over the years I've practiced on that in practice just for those particular situations, you know, and, uh, I've gotten better at it over the years. Um, and I mean, that's why even though, even though I do have one hand, that's why a lot of teams don't bunt on me because they know I can field my position. And it's not a, yeah. it's not a disadvantage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and a lot of the teams in conference know that too. So that's why they don't bunt because I, and it also like fires me up a little bit when they do that. So they definitely don't want to, you know, bunt and then me make a good play and me get fired up and get really locked in. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Because then that just defeats the whole purpose of trying to, you know bunt the ball and get on base and cause some chaos. Cause usually I feel my position pretty well. Um, so yeah.
0: Um, so we looked up, you are a pitcher, but we don't know what your role was on the team. Cause you started some games. You also came in yeah. for relief and some efforts.
1: Mm-hmm. So, what's um, your role? so at, uh, beginning of the year, I started in the bullpen, uh, cause we had the three game series on the weekend. And, uh, I pitched I, – I did well out of the bullpen. And then we uh, – when we got into conference play, uh, we had four game sets. So, I was the starter for the first game on Saturday um, when conference rolled around. And then uh, I had gotten hurt uh, last – I think it was last month. Uh, I had tore my UCL off my bone. So, I've been kind of rehabbing that. Um and I'm just getting back to throwing now. Uh, but when I, when I started, I was in the bullpen, and then I eventually moved to the rotation. Uh, we did see on there that you didn't pitch for
0: a while. We were wondering what happened. Yeah. Do you think will be
1: back in time for the tournament? Um, I doubt it because of the, the severity of the injury. Um, but uh, right now, I'm actually just getting back to throwing, like, 30 feet. Um so, I mean, if we if we end up winning the the regional and make it to the Supers, I could possibly be back for that. And if we go on any farther, um, especially like Omaha time, I could probably come in out of the bullpen. I won't be starting. But right now it's just more about getting healthy for next year um, yeah. and building building off the year that I had this year. We definitely wish your
0: speedy recovery.
1: I appreciate that. Appreciate that.
0: Um, so only two teams have made it to the College World Series, the four seed, and we are do another one eventually. Do you think that you guys can get it done?
1: I mean, look, man, it's it's baseball. Anything can happen. Um, it's not like football where you're – if you're the biggest team on the field, you have a really good chance of winning. Baseball is, you know, a chess match. Uh, you know, good pitching shuts down, good hitting, and good offense can – you know, eliminate good pitching, you know? And, uh, I think we got a really good offense and I think our arms are, are good to good enough to keep us in the game. Um, so, I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if we make it out of this regional, uh, especially with there's three other good teams in our regional, but I think we can compete with any, any one of them. Um, you know, even though we aren't in the biggest conference or we aren't maybe not the biggest team. Um, we got some scrappy guys and I think, uh, I think if we play our baseball and we play good fundamental baseball, I think we can we can come out of this regional.
0: Yeah, you guys definitely don't have the toughest regional with East Carolina, Virginia, and Coastal Carolina, but all three of them over the past couple of years have been good. So oh, it yeah. would be
1: tough. Yeah, I mean, we got two got two teams who've won a, a College World Series, and you know, they they know how to win, and we. We're learning how to win. We're learning how, to, how this works, how everything works. So um, I think it's a big step in this program uh, moving forward, making it to a regional and getting on this stage and showing you know, what, what this program has to offer. Um, I think it's a, it's a huge step for this program.
0: So what was it like pitching against the college basketball powerhouse, St. Peter's, and what was it like being in that really cold game? To start off the season it
1: was it was freezing let me tell you I, I, when we got to the field i was like oh man i don't know I'm a, I'm a louisiana boy in the north uh pitching in i think it was like feels like 19 degrees um, it was crazy uh let me tell you that so it was cool though but uh that that st peter's team they're they've gotten better over the years their coach over there now he's he's pretty good um He's getting that program turned around, over there. So I mean, they were they were a little scrappy bunch, um, and it was cool pitching against them. Um, and I, I hope the best for them. I mean, they that coach is he's cool, and uh, like I said, they've gotten better over the years with him behind the helm. So, who's the best player you've ever had? Ever had pitched against? Yep. Um. I would say probably in – are you just talking about in college baseball or like throughout my college, throughout my baseball career?
0: Anytime, throughout your baseball Um,
1: Probably Eric Brown uh, from Coastal Carolina or Kate Doty uh, from LSU. Uh, those guys are really good hitters. I mean, it was hard. I felt like anything I threw over the plate they were going to hit. So it was – and anything I threw trying to give them a chase, they weren't baiting into. So – Um, they were both really good hitters, really pure hitters. And, uh, I don't know. Those are the two toughest guys I've ever faced before. In two of your
0: three years, you have had a decent to good season, but in 2021, it dropped to an 8.66 ERA with one in five. Mm
1: -hmm. What happened that year? Um, we just, we were young. That team was very young. So, uh, you know. We were still trying to figure it out. And coming off a of COVID season, I really didn't have that full experience. So technically, that was still like my freshman year. And we were all like our whole staff basically was either fresh or freshman, true freshman or uh, COVID freshman. So we were all trying to figure ourselves out. You know what I mean? And yeah. When you get on, when you get on the college stage, you got to figure out what, what type of player you are, what type of pitcher. Um, especially as a freshman, you go through the ups and downs of like good starts, bad starts, good outings, bad outings. So you gotta, you gotta learn how to handle that. You gotta learn how to, how to turn the page. Cause it's different from high school you're facing in high school. It's usually one through four is your best hitters. And then five through nine, you're, you get what you get. You know what I mean? And then college is one through nine is usually really good hitters. So you got to figure out how to, how to attack those guys, um, and I mean, we got a new pitching coach in this year, and he's really accelerated uh, the pitching staff um, big time. And uh, I think everybody has taken a step forward in their game, especially building off of all of our freshman years. And uh, you know, learning the mindset, maturing, learning how to pitch to guys, um, learning how to bounce back from bad outings, or how, how to how to damage control an inning you may you may do bad or. You may not have your best stuff, um, especially as a starter. You're not going to have your best stuff every outing, you know. So learning how to get outs with, with you know, your okay stuff is a huge part of, of pitching because um, you can't go out there every time expecting to have your best stuff. So you just got to learn. You got to know that day what you, what you got, what you can land in the zone, and you got to know how to get outs with those pitches. So just learning that um, throughout this fall – this spring, this season, uh, it's really accelerated my game personally. Um, I've become a better pitcher, a more mature pitcher and, you know, I'm, I'm not a big strikeout guy. I'm a pitch to contact. Um, and so learning, learning that, knowing that, um, it's helped me, you know, understand how I can get outs at the division one level, um, how to attack, you know, maybe a lineup's best hitter, um, and and knowing what pitch to throw to what batter um, has really helped me this year, you know, uh, have a big turnaround um, from last year. Uh,
0: next question. Do you know who Jim Adams
1: is? Yep.
0: Okay. For all of our listeners from home that may not know, he is a pitcher that pitched in the MLB for 10 seasons and he threw a no hitter. He also had, one hand like Tim does Mm -hmm. what got you into baseball and what has been your inspiration since uh
1: so when I was a kid my parents used to um read me a book about Jim Abbott and show me like pictures and everything um of him playing uh and show me videos and all kinds of stuff and I mean I was young so I didn't really understand you know what uh what having one hand was and you know how to deal with that you know and i i never fully accepted it at a young age you know um so just understanding that uh my disability isn't going to hold me back and and understanding that i can do things um that other you know normal people with two hands could do uh really motivated me to want to be you know the best uh, one-handed pitcher out there, to, and also to show everybody that, you know, a disability doesn't hold some a person back. Uh, it only strengthens who they are as a person, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so just knowing that, learning that, and using that as a, uh, as a motivation factor really helped me in my game throughout, you know, younger ball, uh, high school, and now college, you know, because I got to put the extra work in, uh, my, my, uh, saying was always, uh, everybody else has two hands. So that means I got to put twice the work in, uh, to make sure, you know, I keep up with everybody. Um, so that's why, you know, always have to put in the extra work, extra time, um, to make sure I'm the best, you know, pitcher I can be, uh, at whatever level I may be. Um, and so just using that motivation throughout my career has helped me get to get me where I am right now.
0: Yeah, how hard was it at first trying to switch the glove while playing?
1: Uh, it, was, it was pretty tough, but, I mean, to be honest, like, my dad tried helping me. My dad tried showing me, like, the way Jim Abbott did it and everything. And my the way I do it is way different from what Jim Abbott did because I learned it on my own. Um, I basically came up with my glove transfer. I didn't really have – I mean, my dad would help me, but I kind of – it was what felt comfortable to me. And that's why I picked up on it so quick, you know. Um, so just learning, learning how to do the glove switch was the the toughest thing. Now it's like second nature. It's like me just, you know, regularly going out there and throwing. Um, it's just a part of me now. Um, so just back when I was a, a kid, learning that glove transfer was the biggest thing, uh, biggest factor into my playing, uh, of baseball. So once I learned that the game just accelerated after that. So you would say that Jim
0: Abbott is definitely a big part in all of
1: this. One hundred percent. I mean, he's uh, only guy that I know of so uh, so far with one hand that's played at that level and done the things he did, um, and the in the manner he did it. You know, it's it's awesome to see, and it's like uh, the hope that you can one day get there. And the same with, uh, with Griffin, the linebacker, um, it's just those guys show that, you know, you can make it even though you have a disability, there's nothing that can hold you back except yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, just, just knowing that, learning that, uh, it just helped, helped me personally. And that's what i you know, tell everybody else who, who asked me about that, like, uh, about what's, you know, guys with two hands asking me about how it is with one hand. Um, uh, I just tell them like, dude, it, it just makes me makes me work harder. You know, like if I had two hands right now, I don't know what kind of work, work ethic I would have or who, what kind of person I would be. But I know ha- having one hand has helped me uh, throughout my my career and my life uh, be the person that I am today. You know what I mean? Yeah. How at uh... Have you ever been
0: heckled at? A game? Uh, repeat that question for me. Have you ever been heckled at a game, like the opponent fans are just trying to get at you and get under your skin?
1: Yeah, there's been there's been times, um, especially when I was younger uh, at the rec park. Uh, there would be people who were questioning why I was out there. Um, there were coaches that would coach travel teams, Uh, I would act, I mean, at the park, I was uh, more, I was more advanced player. Um, I, when I tried out for the first time, I think I was two years, like uh, two years ahead of the, the ball that I've tried out for, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So, you know, I was one of the better players at the park and I remember pitch and I wanted to play travel ball and there had a team in the area that just started, uh, that I wanted to join. And, uh, we were facing the coach that was coaching that team at the rec park. And I remember asking him, like, uh, can I, can I join your travel team? Like, how would, how would I go about joining your travel team? Um, and me at eight years old, you know, we, I was hoping for a good response. And instead he was like, "No, nah, you can't play on my travel team. Um, you're not good enough. And, uh, you know, you, knowing that, I, I use that as motivation throughout my my playing career, um, to show that I was good enough back when I was that age, and that, you know, me having one hand shouldn't have played a factor into that decision. Um, yeah, and I mean, ever since then, I've I've used that as one of my motivations. So, another question: How did the one hand?
0: Were you born with it, or?
1: Yeah, so I was I was born with it. It's called amniotic band syndrome. Uh, it's where the amniotic bands in the womb. Uh, they, so while during the development stage, uh, the amniotic bands wrapped around my fingers, cutting off the circulation uh, during the growth. So basically, it stopped the growing in my hand. Um, uh, so that's that's how it uh, that's how it happened.
0: Ah. Now, if you could play for one MLB team, which one would you play for?
1: Uh, I don't really care about, like, playing for a particular MLB team. Uh, if I ever had the chance to, whatever, whatever team that uh, would want to give me a shot, uh, I would just play my heart out and show – and use that stage to show other, you know, people with disabilities that anything's possible um, and that – no matter what kind of disability you have, doesn't mean, doesn't define you. It, it helps strengthen you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and help show that, you know, you can, you can do anything you want, as long as you put your mind to it, motivate yourself and work hard towards your goal.
0: Yeah. And I definitely hope that an MLB team drafts you when you go up there or signs you or anything like that. So you can't prove what you have.
1: Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, I, it's like, I'm not, you know, if if I don't get that opportunity after my playing career is over, it's not a big deal to me as long as I've done my job and showed other people with disabilities that, you know, they can do anything. And that's why, that's why I like doing these podcasts and interviews and everything. It's more about showing other people that they can do whatever they want, no matter if they have two hands or one hand, as long as they work hard and have a goal, in life and work hard towards that goal, they can do whatever they want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So that's my, that's my main goal in my playing career. And that's what, when I, when I was in high school going to schools and to, to play at, that was one of my factors into everything was whatever, wherever school I ended up, whatever kind of, you know, TV time we had or, you know, whatever, whatever we had, I was going to use it, towards uh showing other people with disabilities that they can do what they want and uh hopefully inspire some people uh to to work hard and know that there's an opportunity out there for everybody you know
0: and ladies and gentlemen that was the final question thank you once again tim for doing this
1: there's no problem at all i appreciate i appreciate you putting me on the podcast
0: hey dark pleasure Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I'll do it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed and we will see you all in the next one.